Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Tapioca Radio Show. Eric Allenton, Michael Sharp, again with you in studio. Uh, we're uh, we're very happy to be alongside you on this wonderful Tuesday afternoon in Cincinnati. Mike, uh, we're we're excited today. We have back on the show uh, none other than Big Willie Style himself, Professor Willie Clark. Yeah, was that him rapping just now? That, w- that was him. I had to I had to play that. It was too I fitting. I think that was Will Smith. Oh, is it Will Smith? Yeah, today, not Will Clark. Correct. Ah, shoot. All right, that's that's it was my close. Bad. close. I'm gonna I'm gonna apologize then uh, to to Willie Clark. Yeah, as a result of making no, that mix up. Eric uh, Willie Clark is our first three-peat guest. Is that right? Yeah. So so three three years now, and this this is it. We've we've only had one person on this one show. one person three times? on three times. But okay. if you recall. Sweet Willie D, as we call him at the University of Cincinnati, was our most popular guest, meaning yeah. that he he had the most viewed episode ever. And so, Eric, as we have just broke the 17,000 listener, 35 episodes, 57 guests, I think it's fitting that Sweet Willie D is back. I think that was very well strategically placed uh, on your behalf, yeah, my friend. So well done. So what's up with you, Eric Allenson? Anything new? Uh, let's see. Mike just uh, turned in a dossier, so uh, hopefully, hopefully, going to keep my job a little bit longer. That's I the goal. Count on that for you. I know. I, I made sure that the Tapioca Radio Show was a significant uh, portion of that. Probably three quarters worth of my narrative document is uh, is a direct commentary, just pulled <laughs> right? pulled right. verbatim based on conversations we've had on this show. Well, I just hope so. that you spent as much time on your resume or your CV as part of that dossier because you're going to need it soon. Oh, uh, okay. I, I see what you're, uh, I see what you're see implying what there, getting, Mike. Thanks. See what I'm getting to there? Thanks for the vote of confidence, my friend. Um, oh, we had a great meeting today, though. We did. We, we met with, uh, for our listeners out there, we met with FC Cincinnati yeah. uh, this morning. I had a chance to uh, connect with... Uh, Greg Harrell, one of our, our former colleagues now, the director of ticketing for FC Cincinnati. Uh, Omar Cummings, uh, former FC Cincinnati professional soccer player, uh, former All-American po- soccer player at the University of Cincinnati, yeah. and had a chance to discuss uh, some of their new community engagement efforts yeah. and some ways in which we can uh, get our students at the University of Cincinnati integrated within uh, the community engagement landscape of yeah. FCC. So. Uh, so, Mike, what were your impressions of that? I, uh, Eric, I'm more, this is hard to even fathom, but I'm more excited now after having met with them than I was prior yeah. to meeting with them. Because what they talked about, and we won't share it on air here, but the four themes, the four mm-hmm. ideas that they're kicking around as ways to engage the community, my gosh, man. Yeah. Those are big time stuff, right? Right, and they're. Uh, I think FCC is looking at um, 
you know, the scope and impact of their involvement too. So the, the, I mean, they are present and they make a lot of appearances at uh, not-for-profit events and, and great causes, but at the same time, I think they want to make sure that uh, their impact resonates throughout the entire community of yeah. Cincinnati. So, uh, so they're very intentional in terms of how they're using uh, their time and their resources and, and the players in many cases. So yeah. um, to be involved in that process and, and to have a class where we get to help develop some of the community engagement plan yeah. for FC Cincinnati is going to be exciting. It is. Looking forward to it. Yeah. So, Eric, we have a lot to get to today. Uh, yeah. So, as you mentioned, today on the show is Willie Clark. He is the uh, faculty of record for the International Experiential Learning Program. That program provides undergraduate students at UC full-time semester-long internship and co-op opportunities in six global locations. They also work on internships and undergraduate research and service learning and pre-health experiences on the global stage. And uh, Willie and Aaron, who is not here today, although we did invite Aaron Cohen, right? Aaron Bove, we'll have to give her some grief for not being here. Uh, they're doing a spectacular job. So what do you say, Eric Allenson? We take a quick break, come right back, get to Willie. Let's do it, Mike. Everyone, you're listening to the Tapioca Radio Show. Human beings in a mind with some 
Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Tapioca Radio Show. We're now joined alongside our guest of the segment today, uh, Professor Willie Clark, the Director of International uh, Experiential Learning Programs here at the University of Cincinnati. Willie is our first ever three-peat guest. Uh, we're excited to have him on the air with us and, and to share uh, his expertise about uh, his, his very uh, robust and growing international EL program here at UC. So, uh, Willie, welcome. Uh, it's great to have you back, as always, my friend. Thank you. Thank you for the invite. It's, I'm happy to be back. So, Willie, uh, I have here my notes, and I uh, remember this from the two previous times you are on the show here, that your, your program supports undergraduate students here at UC that want to do experiential learning on a global stage but what I just recently learned about your your work and I'm very interested in this is that your program also supports international students that are here stateside at the University of Cincinnati is that right yes um, well you have a, a, a your notes can grow older and older by by the day at, at this point yeah uh, so let, let's uh, talk Please. about yeah some new uh, initiatives you said before the break, we are in six locations. Yes, sir. It's not official yet, uh, but we're going to be in 10 locations. What? So we're, yeah. We're adding Seville, Spain. We're Whoa. adding Madrid, Spain. We're adding Berlin, uh, Germany. And we're also adding uh, a summer-only experience in Shanghai, uh, wow. China. Wow. Wow. So can you rattle off the 10? Do you think you can do it? Yes. I can you just rattle, rattle off four, I think. Yeah, you did. So is uh, Singapore. Yep. Hong Kong, Cape Town, South Africa, Seville, Madrid, London, Berlin, Toronto, Santiago, Shanghai. Wow. Impressive. So students at UC that would like to uh, um, study in those areas, whether they're doing uh, internships or co-ops or service learning or undergraduate research or pre-health uh, uh, programs, those are 10 locations that they can choose from. Correct. Willie, the real question is, how do we get you to touch every single continent? So are we going to create like an Antarctica experience, or are we just kind of limited right now Antarctica. and focused a, a little I bit I am more? a complete wimp when it comes to cold <laughs> weather. So yeah, You don't no. have to go. I, well, you know, someone will want me to go. send a scout. Right. <laughs> I tend not to ask people to do things that I would not do myself, so we'll, we'll work. But we are going south. We we do yeah. want to, uh, in, in the future, have something in the Middle East, okay. uh, maybe Dubai, and we do want to have something in Australia, maybe Melbourne, Australia, wow. and also New Zealand. So yeah. those are the things that are going to come within the next five years or, or so to UC. So we should have a, a, a pretty significant uh, geographical uh, footprint on the world. Yeah, your portfolio is looking pretty robust. It is, man. Congratulations. So for newbies to this program that are just hearing about it for the first time, Willie, uh, how would you describe this program? Let's just say you met somebody on the bus or you met somebody at lunch or at happy hour. How would you describe what your program aims to do? It's uh, it, it'll be really quick. Uh, most people know what internship and co-ops are, and so uh, if you want to do that uh, internationally, um, in in various different cultures and, and and learn about very different cultures and customs, then you need to you know think about doing internships and co-ops abroad. Um, and so at this point, 
you can do a deep dive into a variety of different uh, cultures around the world at this point, Sub-Saharan Africa, uh, going to Cape Town. You can uh, climb the Table Mountain or swim with sharks or go base uh, diving mm. or base jumping. I'm not quite sure what the difference between those two. <laughs> um, you can uh, eat the, the world's most beautiful and delicious foods in Singapore while mm. diving deep in Malaysian con- uh, culture or Chinese culture or Indian culture in, in Singapore. You can get the, the full experience of uh, Chinese culture in, in Hong Kong. Uh, both in two different languages, as, as Mandarin or, or Cantonese. Uh, if you want to stay close to home, uh, you can go to our neighbors to the north in, in Toronto. Uh, if you want to go south of the border and get some Latin American culture um, and increase your Spanish-speaking skills, you can go to Santiago, Chile, where the Chilean Spanish is very different than what we hear now. If you want to also stay a little bit closer at home as far as culture, you can go to London. Uh, as well, and then we also have Berlin. And if you want to expand upon your your Spanish and where Spanish originated, you can go to to Spain and Madrid and also uh, Seville. So it depends on where do you want to work, where do you want to explore, and what culture you want to integrate yourself in. Wonderful, man. Those that those programs and those destinations, Willie, are for. Uh, it sounds like predominantly. Uh, domestic students that want to go abroad and study internationally. But tell me a little bit or tell us a little bit about this other prong, this other approach that I've heard heard you talk about where you are very familiar with the struggles that international students uh, have that are from other locations that want to come here to UC to study and Correct. to work. So can you talk a little bit about that? So uh – our, our programs are, are through a partnership with the Academic Internship Council. And uh, what they do both domestically here in the U.S. and also internationally is work with organizations and universities as a partner to bring programming and students in, in, in regards to internships, co-ops, and experiential learning um, to, to a site. And so they do the same thing here in, in the U.S., in, in Boston, New York, and also in San Francisco. So for institutions outside the U.S., uh, let's just say um, Hong Kong Polytech, they want to uh, start an internship program here in the, in, in the U.S. AIC is one of the only um, organizations out there that can do it in reverse for international students who want to come to the, uh, to the U.S. and have an internship. And so because many of our international uh, Bearcats do struggle with finding internships and co-ops uh, domestically, what we are doing is designing uh, an internship program for uh, international students. It's going to be open to domestic students, but it's going to be designed for international students in San Francisco, where they can not only go and get internships and co-ops, but they also can participate in uh, global enrichment um have a uh, cultural experience when it comes to integrating yourself in American culture and American mm-hmm. work culture, uh, network, and have cultural activities as, as well. So, and Mike, this is uh, something that, that I mentioned before the show. Willie and I have, have started this um, preliminary partnership with AIC to develop this uh, site location in San Francisco, and we're actually using for the uh, pilot student population of course, information technology students okay. because... Which is your specialty. Which which is the uh, population I, I happen yeah, to oversee. Yeah. Um, but because San Francisco is uh, widely recognized as the epicenter of technology and development, 
so the Silicon Valley, the Bay Area, San Francisco, whatever you want to call it, um, it's an incredibly desirable location for individuals that um, you know want to be a part of some major, major Fortune 50 companies and, and even uh, ranging to smaller uh, startup development firms with uh, individuals that are very talented and want to carry out uh, uh, an initial technology concept to an actual production phase. So uh, I, I think there's going to be a lot of potential there, and we're, we're excited to work with AIC. So Willie and I are, are excited to work with AIC to, to facilitate opportunities for international students to gain valuable work experience in the U.S. That's amazing. And, and right a part of the uh, technology epicenter of the world. So uh, pretty pretty unique uh, partnership uh, that we have. So we're, we're excited to launch that. It's actually coming this summer, 2018. That's uh, fantastic. I can see maybe that expanding even outside of San Francisco, if you think of the other areas, yeah. uh, you know, in the states here where there's there's hotbeds of things right. like IT. Right. Uh, so nice work, gentlemen. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, again, we're in preliminary stages of that. But from conversations that um, Willie and I have had in, in the past, too, I think there's very much the motivation to provide a unique, um, immersive experience for a population of students that has often historically struggled to find gainful employment right. here just right. due to some barriers they can't necessarily control. Yeah. So I would say that I give all credit to Willie here, but the driving force behind creating this program has been Willie and his desire to to make this um, a program really, really enriching for our international student population. Yeah, well, he's definitely a uh, visionary. And before we went on air today, what was that song we were listening to by Frank Sinatra? I did it my way. My did way. Willie's doing it his way. Yeah. It seems to be working. Ten locations, right. international and growing locations here stateside. Correct. When do you sleep, Professor Clark? At night, <laughs> it depends on <laughs> what weekend. It depends on what time zone he's in. Right, there yeah, you that, go. that that does incorporate itself into it. Yeah. So, uh, Willie, the program is about four years old. Uh, you've been at the helm now for a couple years. It's right. it's exploded since then. Uh, as we've talked about, and what this show is focused on is the fact that we are an experiential learning institution. Correct. And uh, it seems so important to me that uh, our experiential learning portfolio includes international locations and opportunities for international students that are here. Yeah. Um, what is on the agenda next? Uh, you know, after you grow after the 10 locations, you, you mentioned maybe going south a little bit. What is on the, um, the wish list, the where would you like to go next? I would like to go to the moon, this plan. <laughs> um, well, uh, for for us, is we seem to got the formula uh, pretty straight when it comes to experiential learning with the caveat of uh, internships and co-ops. Uh, what we would like to do moving forward is expand, just like the Division of Professional Practice, expand into ex uh, Division of Experience-Based Learning Career Education. You can say that three times if you would like to. <laughs> Um, and, and, and in our division, we have uh, service learning, obviously. With, with, with you, Mike, you do a great job. We have uh, pre-health um, uh, with Dr. Selzer. Mm -hmm. uh, we also have uh, UC Ford 
and we also have uh, undergraduate research. Yeah. And so we uh, the, we would like to uh, increase our portfolio internationally, not only to add locations where you can do internships and co-ops, we would uh, like to add a portfolio where you can do a, a global health uh, program. We would yeah. like to have an international service learning. Uh, we're in the best in the world at what we do when it comes to co-ops and internships, uh, in addition to uh, pre-health, global health, in addition to service learning, uh, and cross collaborations with UC Ford and also service learning as well. So we want to get all those different aspects on the international stage as well. We want to really expand upon uh, our heritage of cooperative education it started yeah. right here in 1906. We want to continue that uh, on in the future. Uh, Willie, I have to ask you, in terms of some of these expansion efforts uh, with our international programs, because these have been just absolutely booming in terms of new opportunities, new frontiers that you've kind of uh, cultivated, I, I have to ask, and, and probably, Mike, out of ignorance, where do these opportunities come from? Are these driven by students? Are these driven by, by you as potential untapped um, industry sectors? Are these driven by AIC, or is it a combination thereof? One, we, we follow the jobs. Um, so where, um, if, if you look at Cape Town, Cape Town in South Africa uh, is the, it, it depends on the year, is one of the either the, the largest or, or one of the second largest um, economic centers in, in sub-Saharan Africa. Yeah. Um, London, uh, we all know, is um, a, a powerhouse in, in Europe as, as well as Berlin. Yeah. Uh, we've had collaborations with Romance Languages who uh, who wanted uh, opportunities uh, in Spain because the the demand is there from from students as as well. Um, we also wanted to provide opportunities because of the Freeman Foundation and their support since uh, spring of 2013 to a uh, to a tone of a million dollars. We just received mm -hmm. our our last two hundred thousand dollar check uh, from the, the 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 Freeman Foundation to continue our efforts uh, in Southeast Asia. And wow. so uh, to date, we have helped over 150 students receive scholarships to go to either Singapore or Hong Kong, and we want to expand that. That's why we're doing the the Shanghai uh, yeah. summer experience as well. So some of it has been relationships like through the Freeman Foundation. Some of it has been, you know, with locations with Academic Internship Council. There's plenty of organizations out there that provide internships, uh, especially now. Uh, but the Academic Internship Council and, and CIEE does it right. And they are, our partnership with them has been invaluable. So we also look upon where they have locations. And also at, at the end of the day, it's about jobs. So as we expand to service learning, um, we're not going to uh, be attracted to economic centers. We also we want to be attracted in that case with where's the need, and so you know that's going to take us in a different direction. We're not going to necessarily follow the money um, like we did with international uh, internship and co-ops. And when we go into the the space of international service learning and also uh, global health, we're going to go to the spaces where the the need is there. Yeah, makes complete sense. Yeah, it does. Well. Willie, congratulations, and um, I know I've known you long enough, and I know that you're humble enough that you would have never expected the program to explode like it has, um, so congratulations for that. Thank you. Um, I know that you have a very good supporting person. That, uh, <laughs> she we, will listen to this, but she will not come. Yeah. 
maybe next time we can get her to come on. She's more of a writer, not a not a speaker. Yeah. She's like my ghost writer. She mm-hmm. wrote everything down. I said right now. So <laughs> that's pretty well. She she did a fantastic <laughs> job. Yeah. So uh, for students and for partners and for faculty, Willie, that want to reach out to you, learn more, potentially plug in, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Um, so let me talk about the, who, who can come. Yeah. So right now, any undergraduate student, uh, whether you're an international student or, you know, you, you are a born citizen, it doesn't matter. You can participate in these programs. Additionally, this is one thing I did not uh, talk about. We are in the process of adding graduate courses to these experiences as well. So soon and very soon, these same opportunities are going to be opened up to graduate students wow. uh, as well. Massive. Uh, I can't wait for that because every every time we have an event where we're reaching out and, and doing outreach to students, we have graduate students saying, can I participate? Yeah. And I hate saying no to, to, uh, to yeah. people when it yeah. comes to opportunities. Um, and so where where do you go? You can go to uh, uh, what uc.edu forward slash career education. Yep. The button that says international experience and learning, you can click that. Uh, you can read all about our opportunities. Um, uh, as, as far as international student services and also international programming. You can also go to studyabroad.uc.edu, click on the tab co-op, and once you click that, it's going to drop down. You're going to see the six right now. As soon as we get our contract signed, sealed, and delivered, you're going to see. So the six you'll see right now is Singapore, Hong Kong, uh, Toronto, London, and Santiago. Am I missing something? Yeah. Um in Cape, Town. Cape Town, I'm sorry. And then uh, once we get signed, sale, delivered, you're going to see Berlin, Shanghai, uh, Seville, and also Madrid, Spain. Amazing. That's amazing. Mike, uh, and I, I can just comment on this from the co-op side, but I feel like divisionally right now we're charting into some some new areas of development. This is just one example of that. Right. So I've had this this personal kind of overarching dream, Mike, so to speak, of I I would like to operate and work in a culture at the University of Cincinnati where we create such a robust portfolio of student experiences that students any given semester can pick from that portfolio to find exactly what they want, customize that experience to meet their needs, and on top of it, Mike, find um, an opportunity for gainful employment to further themselves in their career path. And I think this Willie's program is is a big piece of that by creating 10 global opportunities for right. students to work and further their uh, their trade, their craft, their skill set, so to speak. So um, so I see this kind of indirect alignment with kind of my my vision, my goal that I've had since I started in this division. But I've always thought, wouldn't it be cool if we could work in a place where students could handpick right. their experiences and there would never be a, a real need of, of unemployment, so to speak, because right. it was just uh, choosing the best fit from a portfolio of experiences. And, and I feel like uh, yeah. this is very much towards that direction. So we're yeah. trying to get that Bearcat Paul just to yeah. around the whole globe. Yeah. That's where we want our footprint to be. Yeah, I like that. It's I impressive. Like that a lot. So I'm in a room with two visionaries now. I, Mike, I'm not a, a visionary. This is only a vision. There's a difference. Okay. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Willie, thank you again for coming in, sir. We appreciate your time. Absolutely. We appreciate your heart. We appreciate your toil and your effort in this work. Uh, perhaps Eric and I can plan a, uh international experiential learning program. I, I think we could be site quality assurance. 
Antarctica. Testers. Antarctica. Yeah. yeah. Or well, well, I could no. just I could say, hey, hey, Willie, you know, I think you need someone to in check Antarctica, out Antarctica, right? Not, not that <laughs> way. No, no. Okay. Uh, maybe in the future, Willie. But for right now, maybe like, hey, maybe Caribbean or something. Yeah, somewhere in the Caribbean yeah. or uh, in Cape Town, you yeah. need someone to go out there and just ensure that. The program's running smooth. Right. I think I'm the right person for I that. Think, okay. I think I'd agree with that. So, All right, Eric, let's take one more quick break. I, there is something I want to do in our last segment here for today that's a little different. That's life. That's life. That's what all the people say. You're riding high in April, shot down in May. But I know I'm gonna change that tune. When I'm back on top, back on top in June, I said that's life. And as funny as it may seem, some people get their kicks stomping on a dream. But I don't let it, let it get me down. Cause this fine old world, it keeps spinning around. I've been a puppet, a pauper, a pirate, a poet. A pawn and a king I've been up and down And over and out And I know one thing Each time I find myself Flat on my face I pick myself up And get back in the race That's life That's life I tell you, I can't deny it I thought of quitting, baby, but my heart just ain't gonna buy it. And if I didn't think it was worth one single try, I'd jump right on a big bird and then I'd fly. I've been a puppet, a pauper, a pirate, a poet, a pawn and a king. I've been up and down and Welcome back, everybody. Tapioca Radio Show. Michael Sharp here with my co-host and friend, Eric Allenson. Uh, just talked with Eric, our, our first three-peat guest, Professor Willie Clark. My gosh, is he doing some fantastic things or what? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Our uh, international experience programs, I can just thank Mike, and I've, I've been here only a, f- a few years now, but I've seen it grow from... Uh, you know, just a, a handful of three offerings, maybe, to now expanding to ten. Uh, it's just pretty unbelievable to see, and I, and I'm glad and I'm I'm proud to be a part of this unit where we can create really unique experiences for students to uh, not only uh, engage in work integrated learning domestically yeah. in the states, but expand that and and be able to contribute to other regions of the world, which is uh, really really cool and unique and something I never would have fathomed even. Uh, when I was a student in, yeah. in that case. so Well, Willie and Aaron uh, both are doing incredible work, and 
it's only fitting we had him on for our first repeat cast. So, Eric, we've never done this before, uh, and I know that you know why I'm doing this. Yeah. Uh, only sharing it here on air because uh, this person was on air with us not too long ago, about right. a half a year ago, if you recall. Yep. Coach Steve Block and his wonderful wife, Jennifer Block, came on the air, I believe it was episode number 29, uh, to talk about coaching and as maybe a, a pure form of experiential learning, talked about uh, living for moments uh, and talked a little bit about the struggles that both Jennifer and Steve were facing. He had an operable brain cancer. So uh, unfortunately, uh, Coach Block, my good friend Steve, lost that battle on Sunday. He passed away, uh, leaving four beautiful kids behind and a beautiful wife and so I thought it was fitting that we dedicate the first time we've ever dedicated a show to Coach Steve Block and the Steve Block family. sticks to the wall like the sea shark clings to the sea like you'll never get rid of your shadow frank you'll never get rid of me let all the others fight and fuss whatever happens we've got a than pages that stick and in a book we're closer than ripples a play in a brook Strolling wherever you'll find him you'll find me just look closer than a miser or the bloodhound still lies me we're closer than smog when it clings and to L.A. we're closer than Bobby is to JFK not We stick together like glue And when it's a sleeping time That's when we rise We start to swing Swing to the sky Our clocks don't chime What a surprise They, they ring A ding ding A happy new year And now to repeat what I said and at the start They'll need a large crowbar to break us apart Jilly's right after Toots Shore. Life is gonna be 